Take your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Welcome to Generation Adam. Welcome to this episode of Generation Animal. What is up, Tony? Uh, let's see. I'm Tony. My house got hit by a fucking tornado. Colosi. Right. You got <laughs> to hold on to that because we're going to go right into that one. Yeah, that one will be good. So, you know, for, for those of you who do know, for those of you who don't know, um, house was hit. Uh, we had seven touchdowns one day. Uh, F4 tornado came crashing right through my motherfucking state and hit my house, but I'm okay because now I'm back and we're all good. And we got a guest tonight. Yep. Special guest. That's right. Introduce yourself. Hey, my name's John. I've been friends with Troy now for about 22 years. Just found out last week he's been spelling my name for wrong for about 23 of them. <laughs> 22 <laughs> of the 23 years he's been spelling my name wrong. Um, we've been friends uh, from New York City. Now we work in North Carolina together. And um, just give a brief little quick background of yourself, Jay John. Uh, I've been a paramedic now for 37 years this October. Been in emergency services my whole life, uh, firefighter paramedic. New York City for 20, almost 26 years, and uh, now I'm a paramedic down in North Carolina. Um, what year did you start? 1984 what? was my first certification. 1984. Good. Yeah. Googly goop. We'll, 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 we'll dive into that fucking shit show of the world. 1984. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> I've been doing this a couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the funny thing is, so, John lives... 10 minutes away from me. Okay. That conversation that we had one podcast ago was, I think, the day after we had tornadoes touch down between my house and your house. Remember that? Yep. Yeah, yeah when the sirens went off. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that too. So that was, was crazy. Exactly a week later, a F4 touches down to his fucking backyard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how'd that work out for you um not too fucking good <laughs> um as <clears throat> i know people who watch the videos and stuff know um i had literally just got done building my son a goddamn swing set it was beautiful too it was nice as shit fucking gone in seconds i was like i literally watched it just fucking I was like, holy shit. Were you home for that? I was fucking home during this whole thing. Wow. Oh. It was intense, bro. It was it was fucking, I mean, I, uh, like you too, I've, you've seen stuff on the road, like tornadoes and all that. I've oh, we've driven, seen a couple, yeah. I've driven through, um, apparently, it was three, like, F4 tornadoes once. Didn't even know. Like, it was just really bad. And I drove, like, right through these fucking storms. Had no idea that they were, like, within, like, a mile of me. And God knows how close they got to us. And we drove all the way from Illinois to Tennessee. 
overnight and apparently we drove through like a bunch of tornadoes and this guy was like are you guys fucking crazy <laughs> i was like i had no idea he's like do you pay attention to the weather did you not notice how bad the rain was i was like i just uh, thought it was bad rain bro <laughs> yeah, no we're drunk half of us is fucking <laughs> drunk the other half like, we're in a tour bus it's dark as fuck i've driven through probably at least one or two of them and I had to pull over for at least three or four of them and so yeah. i have great video of a couple yeah, so I, so I've I've seen a bunch of them like where you literally just like right there like we're in a parking lot you look and you're just tornadoes in the background you're like holy shit man maybe we shouldn't be here, but we don't give a fuck because we're dumb, and um, so we get the warning all day there was warnings tornado watch till eleven o'clock and I'm like ah shut the fuck up, and we had a tornado here a couple of years ago that was really bad that I drove through too like drove home through it everybody was like stay home and it was like fucking crazy. And I'm over here talking shit <laughs> like, ah, you're with the safest person in the world, honey. Don't worry about it. I've been through this. I was like, I'm like Bill Paxton and fucking Twister. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Get another fucking literally just got done eating. Got another uh, one, but I didn't look at it. It just it came up my phone and I just fucking dismissed it. And here it was saying that the tornado had touched down. Seek shelter. And I just I just heard the alarm it'll go off. And I just fucking. Yeah, whatever. And I'm washing the dishes from dinner and I look out the window and I'm like, wow, it just fucking just got really clear out of nowhere because it was raining all day. And I mean, I'm talking, it was like just quiet. It was just like nothing was going on outside. And I was like, that's crazy. And then I hear this sound like, I'm like, I stop and I'm like, I just kind of concentrating. And Amber looks at me and says, what the fuck's wrong with you? What are you doing? I was like, mute the TV. And she's like, she mutes it. And she's like, what the fuck is that? I said, I'm pretty sure that's a fucking tornado. It's not like a train coming right at us. And I was like, I'm, that's a fucking tornado. And she's like, should we get to the basement? I was like, get to the fucking basement. She grabs the baby. He's laughing his ass off, by the way. He thought it was the funniest fucking thing on the planet. And uh, my fucking so she gets to the basement right where we're at right now and runs down here with the baby she's like what, what are you doing what are you doing and i'm just like looking out the window shit's catching on fire <laughs> fucking my dog's acting crazy he's trying to get out the front door i realize my front door is unlocked and with my, my front door it's like oh it's like oh it's messed up so like on a windy day it'll blow open if it's not locked so I ran to the front door, saw some crazy shit going on outside, and I opened the door like an asshole and looked, and I could fucking just, like, see it heading right towards us. I was like, oh, my God. Slammed the door shut, locked it, ran to the back door, locked it, grabbed my fucking dog. I'm trying to get down, and that's when I saw the fucking swing set just gone. It just fucking was gone, and the whole house was just, like, shaking dude it was insane i'm not someone that gets shooken up very easily i was shaking for like a half hour to an hour afterwards it, it like got me that <laughs> fucked up because i was like i literally thought the house was going to rip apart i thought i had trees all around my house i thought something was going to fall in the house which it did but it didn't like affect us where we were at um but yeah it was fucking intense man and it was crazy and i feel bad for the people that were literally right up the street i mean half of them lost their houses like they're just told totally oh that's gone. nuts I, didn't like know that happened. I was very lucky. I just, my roof got really fucked up. Uh, some broken windows. My deck is trashed. 
I lost my spa, my fucking swing set, you know, stupid shit like that. My cars were okay. Thank- I just happened to move my car that day because I was like, ah, let me just move it over here. My work truck's not here. I'm going to move it over here to, so I don't have to walk all the way over there. A fucking tree fell right there where my car was. Both cars were okay. A little bit of minor scratching on the van, but that was it. Uh, but like the roof needs to be replaced, the windows and shit like that all has to be fixed. So we're fighting with the fucking insurance now. That's where I'm at. What's the fight? Um, They sent their um, assessor or whatever the fuck it's called. The adjuster. Out, the adjuster out and you know, they were like, oh, well, you have you have wind damage and all that, which covers tornadoes. Those of you who don't know, get wind damage on your fucking home insurance because it's the only thing that will cover tornado damage. If not, it'll be they'll tell you, oh, well, if your tree didn't hit it, then it doesn't count. Um, that covers tornadoes and hurricanes, I believe. We paid for that. We have it extra. I don't know why the fuck I picked it up. I just was like, ah, I never know. I mean, a tornado hit here five years ago, fucked everybody up. Maybe we should do it. Thank God, because a bunch of bullshit. But I have to pay a thousand dollar deductible. So they were like, oh, here's 13 something minus your thousand dollar deductible. So here's twelve thousand dollars. I was like, that's only cover my fucking roof. So so now I'm like uh we contacted them, we filled out the stuff. We haven't heard anything. Because I lost my house on Sandy. Yeah. And the shit I went through between homeowners, I had every type of insurance you can imagine because of what I do. I figured it was the right thing to do. Mm. I do emergency management. Okay. I would have been better off having nothing and just going through FEMA. Really? At the end of the day, it came out to 23 cents on the dollar. The okay. thing that saved us, my daughter took a video of the water coming up through the toilet in the bathroom. Holy shit. Because they wanted to say it was wind damage that wasn't covered by an act of God. Mm. So the actual house torqued off the foundation. Oh my God. And you got to get a really good insurance adjuster. Yeah. And so, just you and you you accept nothing until the very end. Yeah, they so they sent us a check. I took it, I put it away in my safe. I said, Don't touch this fucking check because I am not accepting this bullshit payment. And uh, we contacted them and the guy was like Oh, well, you know, if it's more than $5,000 over, then they're going to want to send another adjuster out and they're going to want to talk to the contractors you're using. I said, I'll give them your fucking phone number. I don't really give a shit. I was like, I've got multiple guys out here. As like, and I didn't even give them the highest prices. You know what I mean? I, I went with the people I just thought were the best people for the job. And they were right in the middle. I wasn't like greedy. I wasn't trying to be an asshole. I didn't even like put like my mailbox is destroyed. Like I need to power wash the house. No, do everything. And that, that's why everybody's like, do everything. I'm like, yeah. I was like, as long as they fucking cover some shit, I'm happy. I just want my roof fixed, my windows fixed, and my money for my fucking swing set. <laughs> I that's want it. that shit. And just make sure that you document as it goes on. Because if the roof is leaking, a rainstorm comes in, you're going to have more damage. Yeah, I had. And by them, deliver, by them delaying it, fight everything until, ev- exhaust everything. Yeah, that's awesome. I want to hear back from FEMA. I haven't heard anything from them. I, I've contacted them again. Still haven't heard them. They not. They came to my fucking house. I'm like, I work. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't come to me at fucking uh, 11 a.m. on a Tuesday. I'm at fucking work. Call me. I'll set up. I'll take off. You know, but you know, don't just come stop by on a fucking Tuesday. That makes no goddamn sense. They make a lot of money by people that roll over and don't want yeah. to find them. Yeah, well, they they ain't fucking pulling one over me because I am a over the roof fighting motherfucker. Yeah. 
Um, but like the, the roofing company called me today because um, they they gave me a price for the roof, the windows, all the siding that needs to be fixed, all that shit came out to 14 grand. And I was like, that's not a bad price. And I really liked the guy. He seemed like it seemed like a good company that great ratings. People talk about him. And the guy that, that was there, he just seemed like a nice down to earth guy. And I was like, I'm going to go with these guys. So let's put this in. Um, the roof itself is only nine grand, but like the windows are 2,200 and all the siding that's got to be fixed. That was ripped off. is going to be fixed. You know? So that was like 14 grand. I was like, that doesn't even cover his bill. I had a guy come give me a fucking thing for uh, just the roof, no fixing any of this other siding and shit, 12 grand. And I told the guy that I was like, I could have gave you that fucking bill and been an asshole. I was like my deck, I got everything from six grand to fucking 12 grand. Did I was you like, I gave all you all those bills with them though. What's that? Submit everything as one package. That's what I did. I just submitted yeah, everything in one thing. Yeah, you do diligence and you just, and it's going to be a fight. I mean, yeah. we wound up walking away from the house. The bank brought it back from us. Yeah. The, so um, there's no, no way to fix it. It was had to be completely, I mean, everything got, I mean, the, the building talked. It ruined the, um, the main support beams cracked. That sucks. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it was horrible, but, um, you know, just, you got to fight these guys. And the oh, yeah. people, people that had no insurance in my neighborhood, FEMA just wrote them a check. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on them too now because whatever they maybe you know if they say all right, well we'll give you another seven thousand. I'm gonna go to them and be like I need another five on top of it. Like yeah, I need something. You, like they it's do the last enough. dollar in. Yeah. yeah. Just put, just make sure you have everything dated. You know, details your friend with that. Yeah. We've been pretty good with it. Like we've we've got all this stuff. We got I got emails. I've got messages on through Facebook Messenger, text messages, all sorts of shit. And the, and the guy we're dealing with through Liberty Mutual is pretty cool. Like he's been pretty good. He's like, this is just their policy. I'm sorry. Like he's like, you can get another adjuster. You can order. You can like hire a private adjuster to come out and be like, this is what it fucking is. He's like, that might be the route you want to go. So the guy who actually is doing the roof is a private adjuster. And I'm like, really? He's like, and I talked to the company today. He's, they were like, oh, well, we didn't know that was all going on. We just never heard from you. We wanted to make sure. I was like, I plan on using you guys. I was like, but I can't remember the fucking dude's name. I have his car somewhere. I need to get a hold of him to come out and do an adjustment on it because they're giving me a bunch of shit. And he was like, I'll contact him right now. Hope you expect a phone call from him tomorrow. So I'm hoping tomorrow he calls me. I can get him out there to do an adjustment and be like, I got my own fucking guy. He said, you're a bunch of clowns. Yeah. Sorry, don't do that, man. That sucks. That sucks. But I mean, hopefully, three months from now, I'll be, you know, six months from now, I have a new roof. I'll have my siding fixed. I'll have a bay window or some shit. And I'll have a nice big deck in my backyard that I can fucking, you know, throw rocks at something stupid and fucking be happy. But until then, I'm a little pissed off. Yeah. And, but no one got hurt. So that's, yeah, that's, 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 that was great. We were very lucky. We were very lucky. Like, I it saw that to, tornado. Someone posted a pic that we're friends with. I was like, oh my God, that thing is fucking huge. It was the size of four football fields. Jesus. It's the same storm, John, that we got. Yeah. It's it's, just, it was just a continuation of the storm that we had. Yeah, whatever. Uh, what was it? Uh, Ira? I, Hurricane I, Ira? Yes. Yeah, yeah whatever yeah, that was. So. Yeah. It was, it caused the tornadoes to happen. Yeah. So it we don't get, in. we don't get hurricanes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. We're too far inland, but we do get oh, tornadoes okay. quite get, a bunch. Oh, so you get the offshoot from okay. Yeah. So the yeah. funny part of that story is when it happened here, you know, you know, you had the, the noon 
fire siren that goes off. Yeah, I've heard that. You know what I'm talking too. about. You know what I'm talking about, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the noon whistle. So Amy got up because she heard the noon whistle. She's like, all right. And then she got a coffee, went outside, and the fucking whistle never stopped. So she's like, what the fuck is going on? Why is this thing still ringing? She looked I didn't at the phone. Ebenezer has that? I didn't know they did a time check with that. Oh, fuck yeah, man. I mean, oh, I had no idea. It lasted, she said, like five, six minutes. Yeah, no, I know we got the sirens for the touchdown of the tornadoes. I didn't realize that the fire department used the siren up there still. Yeah. So ours doesn't. Ours down, my, my department doesn't have a uh, siren. Well, you have the noon siren. This is a, this is a tornado siren. Yeah, I didn't know we had, we don't have a noon siren. We just have the tornado siren and the, um, the nuclear power plant siren in town. Yeah, so, so, yeah, we're in the same town, dude. Yeah. You can hear it. Yeah, but you're up uh, in the country. So she's like, you know, the fucking thing kept going off. So she calls, she's like, you know, we had a fucking tornado that just touched down and three touched down, one between my house and your house, and then two not too far from me, I think, north. No. So I'm like, uh, go in the basement. She's like, we don't have a fucking basement. I was like, we do. You got to go outside, open the cellar doors, go inside. It's like half basement, but half crawl space too. Like half is concrete and the other half is dirt. She's like, I'm not fucking going down there. There's spiders down there. I was like, all right. Yeah. See you in Oz, bitch. Because I'm at work. I don't know what to fucking tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so there's always that, too. Anyway. <laughs> See you in Oz, bitch. <laughs> That's okay. I hear Oz is nice this time of year. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, when I called you, the mapping had it right at, right at twenty one there. That's right at my house. Yeah, that's why I called you so quick, just to yeah, just to make I sure. I was like, I'm at work. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> but she was flipping out. But I was like, then it stopped and it it got real dark, but it never was a threat at all. Yeah, we have a we have a tornado bag. I bring into the bathroom downstairs because that those walls are triple. A triple mm -hmm. thick down there. So bag goes in there, everybody goes in there. In fact, that night when the siren went off again, the dog was out of the bed and down the stairs before I could even put my feet on the floor. He was the first one in the bathroom downstairs. Let me <laughs> tell you something. I've seen, having done, you see all the shit I did to this house. Yeah. I am not too secure. I think I'd be better off going and running out and getting into the fucking shed because I'm not sure about the craftsmanship that was done on this fucking place. <laughs> so I'll just hop in the tub and fucking hang with the midgets if I have to, if it happens. Hey, the house has been there for some odd years. You're good. <laughs> you know? I wish. No, the house has only been here since the 80s. Oh, okay. Yeah, my house is not that old. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> we'll, we'll do this from fucking Emerald City. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I wanted to have you on, like, Jesus, man, like two and a half weeks ago. Um, shit got weird. Oh, yeah. You know, um, we had that day, and then your fucking cootie ass got fucking COVID. Yep. So, they threw it off, which is still getting over. How are we doing, man? Not bad. I went for a walk today, but uh, Paul's still up in the 150s as soon as I sat down. When you sat down, me. not when you were walking? Well, I was walking, went up to about 146. Then I called, I said, let me go back, sit down. 
saturation stayed up to like 93. So it's getting there. I just got to get yeah, rid of pneumonia. Yeah, that heart rate is a thing though. So you can't do no. more than you can. Yeah. So tomorrow I'll take another walk. See what I do. Yeah. As of today, I'm down 23 pounds in the last two weeks. Oh, there yeah. you go. And, uh, yeah, terrified to shave. <laughs> yeah. But, well, uh, you, you know, you got to take that slow, man. You, it's, you know, we, yeah. I'm not going to tell you something you don't know. We know. tell everyone it's a marathon. It's not a race. You can't. There's I nothing just, you can do. I got to tell you, and I, Anthony, I don't, lot you don't know yet, but um, I've been banged up a couple times in my life. And this was by far the worst. I mean, yeah. this was worse than any chemo treatment, any surgery I've had, any radiation oh, treatment. This was, um, she almost called the bus for me yesterday. Really? really? I couldn't break. I took like three treatments and finally it broke. Well, she, for those that don't know, the bus is the ambulance. Ambulance, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. It was uh, a lot it was of people rough. that listen that don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Sorry. <laughs> like, really? They, they called it, they called the Q46 form? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this day that will probably get you there faster. It, it probably. Yeah. So it's, uh, I gotta tell you, it's, I'm glad we work where we work and we have the resources we do because if I didn't have the vaccine and the resources, this would have been a whole conversation. This conversation would not be happening right now. So you are vaccinated? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. was, was going to be my next question. If you're vaccinated, if I um, wasn't, I a, if I wasn't Anthony, I'd probably be dead. I'd be dead right now. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> since you're talking about that, <laughs> and I'm not an anti-vaxxer, I fuck, I'm vaccinated. Yeah. Yep. Neither am I. But um, I do believe, in light of everything that I've seen going on, you know, um, the people from, and I'm pretty sure it's true. I know Northwell formerly North Shore, our alma mater, my alma mater, um, told a bunch of people to take a fucking walk. Yep. Um, Langone, NYU Langone, told a bunch of people to hit the fucking bricks. Mm -hmm. um, I heard Novant down here told a bunch of people to fucking, you know, get the fuck up out of here if you're not going to do it. I heard that already went down. Yeah, Novon and lost 100 people yesterday. I thought it was, well, I think they lost 374 last week. Okay, I was just, what I read yesterday was 100 for yesterday. Okay, and we're next on the chopping block. Okay. And it seems like these fucking people are digging their feet in the fucking muck, you know, in the sand, and they're not going to give any. Um, so I'm a big component of, listen, you work in healthcare, maybe it's the right thing to do to just keep other people safe. I'm also a big component and fought for that component in our, in our great military that everyone should have a fucking choice. But on the other hand, they're all private companies, so they have a choice to make the fucking rules. No. But I have, a, I have a big thing with how can you praise people a year ago and then send them packing a year later? It, if this is the hill they choose to die on, that's their choice. <clears throat> I don't believe you should be forced to take it, but you have consequences on your choices. You know, if that's the hill you want to die on, I have a lot of respect for that. But at the other end, I'm not sure what the end game is for these companies. 
you're going to get, we're going to push it to the point where, you know, New York screwed the pooch on this because they gave no religious exemptions. And that's what the court came Oh, really? Out. Yeah, the court came back and said, you can't say no religious exemptions. You can deny everything, but you can't come across and say no. So now the big case I'm looking to see that I haven't seen anything in is what hit the Ninth Circuit last week, which was when <clears throat> the immunity that was granted to the distributors and the manufacturers by the government, so we, got our, we got our vaccines willingly. Um, I followed a science. Your choice is your choice, though. I chose to get it. I can't sue them if I get sick. The case that was brought before the court, and I don't know where it is right now, was that that immunity will not extend to the employer. So if your employer tells you that you have to get it to keep your job and to maintain your lifestyle and maintain your civil liberties and your pursuit of happiness and doing what you're doing now, that immunity does not extend to the employer. So if your employer tells you you must get it to maintain your lifestyle and maintain your employment, they do not get the same immunity that the manufacturer would get. And the employer and the employee, if they get sick, can turn around and sue the employer. But well, let's look that, at the hard facts of this. Yeah. We're talking someone like me and you or Tony fighting someone that's fucking sitting on billions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You could fucking you could court case the shit out of someone till they can't fucking literally afford to fucking fight you anymore. Yeah. You know, remember we fought, you know, that we fought a fire department. It took us six fucking years, man. If we didn't have a lawyer that was like, hey, listen, I'm going to do this on the arm until you guys settle, it would have been fucking a nightmare. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, if, and I do believe government shouldn't be able to tell you what you can and can't do. But then on the, but on the other end is you have the right to say, I don't want to do that. I don't need to do that. I don't think the government should say you should shut down businesses doesn't mean I should go out and go to that business because that's my choice. But if somebody wants to go do something, they should be allowed to. If but somebody don't you goes for the vaccine, they shouldn't, they didn't, shouldn't be forced to get it, but you have to accept the consequences that go with it. Well, that's what I was saying. Do you, do you don't, because I do, and I see both sides of it. I, I feel that if I own a company and I choose to have everyone in the company vaccinated, I'm not telling you you have to get it. I'm telling you, you can't work here if you don't have it. Yeah. So I'm not telling you you have to get it. I'm just saying that you have a fucking option. Absolutely. And that's a choice. And well, that's, that's pretty much what the hospitals are doing. They're not making people get it. You have an option. Yeah. You could work here or you could take a fucking powder. Not saying it's right. I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, I, I agree with you. If, if that's the hill you're going to die on and you stand your ground, more power to you. But you can't play the victim if that's your choice. You know what I'm saying? I, I, and as careful as I am, we haven't gone anywhere with, with Christine being as sick as she's been. And the vaccines, my uniform has never came into this house when I come home for work, you know? And then all of a sudden I get hit by a truck. And I got to tell you, crazy. if I didn't have that vaccine, dude, you know, you, you saw me. I have never been this sick. And that's years of chemotherapy, radiation therapy, joint replacements, 
everything. This was by far the, the sickest shots I've to the dome. Oh yeah, <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. You know, so, uh, if you don't mind me asking, did you do anything like particular to treat it? Like anything maybe different that people don't know about? We threw no, everything at it. Yeah, we threw everything at it. Yeah. I um, yeah. we work for a place. Are we allowed to talk about where we work? So or? we could say what we do. I wouldn't mention the company. Yeah. So we work. Uh, we, for, get, we get everything except for names. So we work for the most aggressive, progressive mobile integrated health department in the country, and I can I can say that honestly because I teach around the country. Um, we do things in people's houses that hospitals don't do in their in their ICUs. Um, we work with a very highly trained, very specialized group of doctors and paramedics where I was in the hospital for a couple of days, they were able to send me home still as a hospital patient and have the paramedics come to the house to continue doing the IV treatment. So I got a drug called remdesivir, um, which is the antiviral. Um, and I was, I was right on the borderline of being qualified for it. So, if I would have been any sicker, I wouldn't have been able to come home from it. But I was able to come home and help home with my wife and everybody here um, take care of her because she she caught it also. Oh wow! And um, so and for her, it's very dangerous. But my this hit me literally so hard. I mean, knocked me on my ass, and that does not happen often. I mean, I've spent I've there was one time I spent almost five weeks in a hospital. This was worse than that. Jesus. Yeah, it was, you know, I've always had empathy for the people we treat. Now it's 10 times more. Because just talking to you, I'm getting out of breath. Um, and, uh, how did your uh, wife take it? Was it her she, just bad? Or? Um, she didn't get pneumonia like I, mine went right into COVID pneumonia. Oh, wow. Um, we kept it out from her. We got her on the steroids, got her on everything. And um, then, then last week she had the antibody treatment. Okay the mononuclear antibody treatment, and that made a big difference. But the problem with the COVID with her is she has a very aggressive form of MS, oh, and wow. it um, it caused a major flare-up. Uh, so, you know, she's already immune compromised to begin with. Man. So this was, um, that's why I'm so careful. I mean, I literally have a case of, um, it's like Lysol on steroids that I spray everything down with. Every time I touch a patient and go near a patient, my car, like I said, yeah. my uniform has never gone past the garage. Wow. So that's my, um, my, my cousin's wife is immune compromised. She has, um, stage four kidney failures like that. Like oh, she's sorry. waiting, she's waiting for a transplant basically. And, uh, she just called it a week or so ago and she's okay. Thank you. Know, knock on Good. wood. Yeah. Um, she's, uh, I think she only like at right now just like lost her taste of smell and all that. Um, yeah. She's on the tail end of it, I think. Because she's had it how many days bit. in? I want to say oh, I want to say over eight, definitely over eight, probably yeah, like ten. Usually eight to ten days is when you either turn the corner or you make that left. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're we're all like really sitting there because we were supposed to meet up, and I think she said it was actually the last day of quarantine for her was sunday 
but quarantine here is only 10 days now or some shit. That's because that's the CDC yeah, recommendation. Yeah. yeah. So that's what they do there. So I don't know if she's seven to 10. I don't know where she's at on that technical quarantine. Um, as far as like, she got it from somebody at work and I uh, like her whole fucking job. Everybody's got it there now. Yeah. Um, thank God she was okay. I, every almost, I mean, I've actually had a few friends that have actually passed away from it. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, but most of the people I've seen have been more of like, it's like a sinus infection. It feels like, and they but they they totally lose smell. They've been really lucky. And, um, you know, I'm, yes, you know, yesterday I'm, was the first time I was able to taste something besides salt. Really, I was actually, really? I was actually able to taste uh, coffee yesterday. Holy shit! Everything is salt. Um, My dad had it last year in December, and he said he still stuff still doesn't smell right, doesn't taste right. But he he, I mean, he said. It wasn't, it didn't even really bother him. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Um, from the time this started, we, we were all in it and I was go, still going back and forth in New York and working into it till now. Um, there has been, at least upon my research, treatments that work besides the rindesivir and besides the vaccine. How do you feel that like those things are just smushed and you can't access it or you can't get it or they're not fucking, you know, they're not publicized? Honestly? Yeah. The politicians were killing people. The hydrochloric, everything that should be thrown at this. Yeah. People are going to get sick. They're going to die. The ivermectin, the fucking- Do it. the, um, other, what's the other one? The um, hydro, uh, core, core, the one they use for the malaria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an antiviral. We've been given thirty years old. Yeah, we've been giving it. Use it. You know these people that are on death's door. They say, "No, they're going to die because they got this drug." They're going to die anyway. You got somebody on a ventilator that's at fifty percent of their normal oxygen level. What the hell is it going to hurt them? Give it to them. You got, you got the drugs there. Some people react differently to every other drug. You know, a politician that's being manipulated by whoever's puppeting them, that's fine. People need to get away from that. When a politician says we should not use that drug, that politician should be sent to jail. Practice well, kind of medicine. It's just like practice. I was talking to someone and they were talking about administration and policies and politics. I was like, yeah, but those things are the worst things for healthcare because that don't save lives. No. Bottom numbers don't save lives. No. You know, policies don't save lives for the most part when it's tied to something political. That's, you know, what we have all these researches and stuff. And you know what? The, the stuff we're doing now, these vaccines that people are saying are new, they're not new. Right. Well, this generation today doesn't remember when we were dealing with H1N1 and SARS. The difference was there was none of this overwhelming the hospital system. You were either walking well or you were dead. There was no no overwhelming the system. What I think started now and the reason they got the immunity was because now politicians were dying. And that's what caused it. But you got a doctor that spent his whole life researching these microbiologists that is saying, hey, 
this is a drug we've used since Vietnam to treat veterans with, vi with viral infections. And you got some Facebook educated idiot who's trying to make a name for himself. That's gonna cost people their lives. Well, they actually did a study on the ivermectin, like Africa or some shit, and the numbers were amazing. Yeah, because they don't have lawyers. working. Huh? The biggest thing with this is lawyers. Everybody's worried about Probably. suing somebody. Can't you know? sue if you're dead. Exactly. Just you know? saying. Like, yeah. like they did with a lot of the 9-11 stuff when it first came out. The reason they never settled with 9-11 survivors was because it was easier to settle with an estate than a victim. So... What you saying that? <laughs> what you Not saying that? Anything, I'm just saying. <laughs> what you saying that? How many days were you short for 9/11 coverage, as per policy? For my breast cancer, seven business days. Two. That made him non-qualified. For my breast cancer, because my official diagnosis of breast cancer was August 30th, 2005. To be covered under the Zoigoida bill, you had to be diagnosed September 11th of 2005 or later for it to be related. Now, there are some ones that were covered, especially blood cancers like leukemia or non-Hoskins that were exempt from that thing. But if you were diagnosed with cancer before September 11th of 2005, you were not covered under the Zoigoida bill. So he missed a cutoff by seven days. So, which leads me into... So, I was you know, brand new. And there's no fighting that. I, but you, you fought it, and you, it was changed, right? No. It no, wasn't changed? Because, the, because my oncologist covered with the thyroid cancer, they cover it. But the okay. breast cancer was never covered. You know, If I do get it developed again, I'd have to start all over again for them to cover it. And that's, get breast cancer again. And that's 1% in males. Under the age of under the age of forty, diagnosed with breast cancer is the rarest cancer diagnosed in males. Over the age of forty, it becomes a little bit different. Once you get to seventy, it's one percent of all breast cancers. But to be diagnosed under the age of forty is the rarest cancer in males. And you know. John won that lottery. Yes, I did, and so, I was lucky. Out of that, the six of us that originally diagnosed in two thousand five, as far as I know, I'm the only survivor of the original group really yeah the one guy i was friends with was diagnosed a month after me um with stage one and he passed away within two months um, well i have to say this not making light of it but i'm an asshole um you can't kill stupid and you're the stupidest son of a bitch i yep. know <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> listen man so this is the thing i owe this man here to the top right your left i owe like my fucking career to this dude you know i came out of the military and did whatever the fuck i was doing um he restarted my emt um we had 9-11 shortly after that yeah and then i was his paramedic student right after that so my career is basically owned owed to this man yeah. he mentored me to fucking school through class and everything you know not only is he a good friend i was great he was thanks to you um 
I didn't make it over the bridge doing 9-11, but this lucky son of a bitch, um, being completely as sarcastic as I possibly can, did. Damn it. So let's, um, September 11th, 2001. <clears throat> what time did you report to 9-6 and 9-7, which is, you know, the, the office we came out of. Well, that take me from that morning, from waking up to. So the night before, I go out. I go get my only, my first and only tattoo. Have a couple beers. Wake up, four thirty the next morning to go into work to relieve Kenny, um, as the patrol boss in Brooklyn. And it's uh, Tuesday morning. Go in now. For the people that can we try explain how it works in New York City with ambulances? Yeah, yeah. Be be detailed so, and um, just um, first names only if you have to use them. Yeah. So the way it works in New York City is half the ambulances are run by the fire department, owned by the fire department. At that time, the other half are owned by the hospital system. Operationally, they're all run by the fire department as far as what happens on scene. So as a supervisor for the hospital side, I have no, I had no responsibilities as how ambulances operate on scene or how they respond. My responsibilities to the employees of the hospital and to the hospital itself. And at that time, our system that Troy and I worked for um, were two level one trauma centers in New York City and a community hospital up in Flushing, one trauma center in Brooklyn, one trauma center in South Queens. So Tuesday morning, I'm the boss of the day. And the week before was the Indian Day Parade in Brooklyn, which is a huge event in Brooklyn. Everybody did 30, 40 hours of overtime the week before. It's a fucking shit show. Yeah, it is. I mean, we had a shooting in front of the hospital while they were lining up for the parade that year. And not the Indian Day, the West Indian. West Indian Day Let's Parade. Let's be clear on that. I'm sorry, we're not, talking, that up all yeah, the time. we're not talking about fucking tantos. No, no, we're talking about, yeah. you know, <laughs> we, had, we had the drums in front of the hospital and everything. So I had a lot of guys there doing, because they wanted to make sure I got payroll going right. It was Tuesday morning, payrolls due that night. So I'm doing payroll, and... You know... What happened to the next back up, John. ever, but it happened. Back, about, back up, John. Yeah. We lost you. You froze up. So right. go from the payroll. So doing payroll because guys literally had 30, 40 hours of overtime that week. Making sure payroll's right. And all of a sudden, normal morning, all of a sudden about quarter to nine, you heard a bunch of screaming on the radio. And this all happened in a span, a span of like four seconds. Where we were in Brooklyn, you could see the top two thirds of the towers, but we were in the basement in, in Brookdale, and um, we hear a bunch of screaming about an explosion at one World Trade Center. Then one of the medics came in and said the building's on fire. Went outside. Now we just thought everything starts going that way. We get my patrol car. We're, we're loading stuff into my patrol car to take down to our main garage in Queens because that's where we kept all the spare vehicles. Because right now we got to get people and equipment down there. Um, we're doing that. And what, 20 minutes later, the second plane hit. And right then and there, we knew we were under attack. And uh, we actually took everything out of my car, threw it on the ground, 
went had to get some different equipment because we had to assume that everybody that was at the scene was killed. So now I don't know what crews I have down there. I literally took a call sheet, gave it to the ER um, registrar and said, I need you to call every name on this list and tell them to get into work. At the same time, when the plane hit, backing up a little bit, and this thing should forget because a lot of things we forget what happened that day. My job is to get people and equipment there and, and make sure our hospitals were spun up to absorb what was about to come to us. And um, the first phone call I made was to the vice president of nursing at that time, who was a good friend of mine. She was also nursing the ER at the, the other hospital we worked at. And I had to make that phone call to her knowing that both her kids went to the high school next to the World Trade Center. So I had to make that phone call to her. Um, keep that in mind for what happens in a couple months. So I was not the guy on the pile. My job was to get equipment around, to get the ambulances out, to get crews out. And at the same time, we also had to take care of our neighborhoods. Because yeah, so, the, I'm sorry. The get to, sorry, man. No, I, I was just going to interject and say that what a lot of people that don't work the EMS system or live in New York, don't realize. Everyone's like, oh, 9-11. Every ambulance from the city was there. 9-11 was one job out of, what's that number? 7,195 or something like that. So it was one phone call out of 7,194 other emergency 911 phone calls that happened that day. Remember, people still getting shot. They're still having heart attacks. They're still having babies. We have surgeries that were going on when this happened. We have vital equipment that was stuck in traffic where we had to make a parking lot into an, uh, a landing zone for three helicopters. You know, this was something we've always talked about. And in fact, one of the FEMA books that we trained on in the late 90s actually had the Twin Towers on the cover with a crosshair like the old DMZ um, record cover, there was a target, a, a, a rifle scope on the Twin Towers, which was one of the ones we used in the mid nineties. And that was after the 93 bombing, the World Trade Speaking Center. Speaking of, so I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. Um, let me just give me a second to bring this up. So, and I just wanna, you know, not to take away from what you're saying, yeah. John, explain to everyone what this picture is right here that I just put up. Right. So this is the staging area on the 93 bombing. And where is that staging area so everyone knows? At West and Vesey? It's between the two towers, isn't it? Isn't that the bridge? Yeah. yeah, that's the bridge. That was on the west side. So that's West and that's Vesey on the side up there. All right. So this is, Tony, so you know, everything has an emergency service plan. Like this is all planned out for future like even when this happened, if something happened, they pick an area where everyone's going to stage, where everyone's going to be, and this is where you deploy units from, emergency units, all sorts of units, and this is pretty much how everything sort of operates out of this area in a normal situation. Mm -hmm. So like if something to happen at the Statue of Liberty, you would stage over on the, over by the docks, you know, that would be the staging area. It's already a plan made up by a bunch of people that get paid to make up this plan. Okay. And we, Explained. I'm sorry. We practiced, we practiced this. Yes. So, so now, explain to everyone. On September 11th, 
what about the staging? Yeah, are you cut out for a second? Okay. So I want you to explain to everyone why this couldn't happen on the 11th. Well, this is what was supposed to happen on 9-11. But for ambulances, if you read about the amount of people that died, 343 firefighters, 60 cops, eight paramedics and EMTs. The reason a lot of paramedics lived that day was because where the ambulances were supposed to be staged, a lieutenant took him upon himself to move the staging area down to Battery Park a couple blocks away because of people jumping off the building. If those ambulances would have been there when the towers came down, there would have been hundreds, hundreds more of our coworkers killed that day. Um, but this lieutenant took upon himself, declared it a hard out area, moved everything out of the way. And with the debris that was coming down, um, everything else, you know, it saved a lot of lives. You see that blue box I just put up there, Tony? Yeah. Yep. So that's actually one of the towers. Okay. Yeah, you and almost could not park here. Yeah, and that, I wish I knew how to share the screen. I'd show the picture of the, uh, the ambulance, the Jamaica bus that was there. You can't. Um, if you have it available, you can. Yeah, no, I'm not going to screw it up. So <laughs> when we talk about, you know, what the plan was, this is stuff we've practiced all the time. Nobody, you know, in emergency services, what happened that day was called the Black Swan event. Um, I'm a paramedic by trade. Emergency management's what I do with my business and stuff like that. And a Black Swan event is something that's nobody's thought of before. You know, um, and the reason I call it a black swan event was everybody in the world knew swans were white until Austri Australia was discovered. And they were, they were born black. Yep, and they were black swans and nobody thought about it before. And it's actually a financial term that's used for investment that came over into my world. Um, a lot of lives, everybody talks about the amount of people that were killed that day on 9-11. What a lot of people don't talk about are the tens of thousands of lives that were saved that day by those guys opening up those stairwells, getting people out of the buildings, people making their own decisions to leave, to self-evacuate. You know, the train guy that took it upon himself to say, hey, get back in, we're leaving. The little things you hear. Explain that story. Um, one, of the, um, one of the stories is that under the World Trade Center was a huge subway system. You gotta remember, under the under the train under the twin towers, there was a mall. It right. went down a couple floors, and um, train came in. Everybody was running around, smoke, fire, and the guy actually filled the train up and pulled out with a lot of people to get him out of the area. Um, I mean, the things that day. We have a lot of documentation of what we've done that day. We have a lot of what we call lessons learned. And we're now on generations where people are coming into the academies that were born after 9-11. So I had a class sit when they raised their hand in August for the swearing in, half the class was born after 9-11 when 9-11 to them is a truly historical event. Yeah. And you know the things that it's not about, we lost a lot of people that day. We've lost thousands since then. Since last September 11th, we lost 293 first responders.
to 9-11 illness. Um, for a lot of people, this is the day that never ends. We look about this and what we've learned and what we could put forward. And it's, it's very frustrating. And Troy can, Troy can back me up on this. To this day, if I'm on my fire truck and I need a cop right now, I got to call a dispatch who has to call a second dispatch who has to call a cop. And then they want to know 10 hundred things. If I'm calling you and I, I tell you I need a cop, I need a cop. And the same respect goes to them. If I have a cop calls up and says, I need a paramedic here, I don't need details. I'll get there. Yeah, there's no question. We'll find out when we get yeah. there. Yeah, just, you know, and it's it's frustrating. I mean, and my job on 9-11 was much different from a lot of people because I had my personnel and equipment we needed to send there. Plus, I needed to take care of my hospitals to make sure they had what they needed as level one trauma centers in New York and working with people at you know, what do we need to do? What's going to happen? Are we going to be better prepared for the next time? Probably. Um, but just as we learn things, the bad guys have learned things also. Yeah, and, you know, and like we're learning from all this with the, with what happened with the pandemic, we, we need to be a lot more self-sufficient um, than a lot of people are ready for. You know, um, we train. Um, the training today is on a national level with all the paramedics and EMTs compared to what it was 20 years ago. <coughs> um, but, you know, things happen. Things are going to happen. There's going to be disasters. There's going to be another attack. There'll be whatever, you know what's going to happen and um the stuff we learned on you remember 9 11 took place in 102 minutes from the time the first tower was hit until the, the second tower fell the pentagon pennsylvania that was an hour and two minutes that's it a little over an hour and a half you know, the longest hour and a half fucking ever. And it went by in a, it went by in a, a blink. The first word, the first time the word terrorism was used, I did a, I did a presentation for Gordon College in um, Georgia um, before 9-11, two weeks ago. Um, the first time, if you listen to the radio trans transmissions on 9-11 from FIDNY, FDNY, um, Squad 18 actually used the word terrorism at two minutes, 27 seconds into the transmissions. And he said, if the chief said that the plane was aiming for the building, this might be a terrorist attack. That was before the second tower. That was before Pentagon. That was before Pennsylvania. You know, and what Troy and I do is we're not the guys that are going to make the news. PD, fire department, make the news. All right. About 37 seconds into the radio transmissions, you actually hear truck 10 transmit what's called the 1060, and it goes, send every available ambulance you have. Yeah, I'll and let you know when to stop. And that's, you don't hear that too often when you talk about 9 11. 
I had two two paramedics since when I passed away on 9-11 that were doing their job. I've lost a lot more since. Um, you know, we have to train to do whatever comes down the road. We have to be ready for anything. Um, now we have a lot more people involved on different levels um, where we come in and we can adapt to whatever needs to be done. We, we are very fortunate to work for one of the most progressive, aggressive systems in the country where they know what we can do. And they are not, they are not afraid to turn around and say, here, do it. So once they, they see what we can do for this pandemic, I'm actually looking forward to seeing what they're going to do when they need to, when they need to step and do other, step up and do other things. Um, we have what, five guys that worked in New York City at the time? Troy? What, here with us now? Yeah. One, two. Yeah, at least, at least, um, hold on. Yeah, yeah like four or five. Four yeah. or five, yeah. You know, and. All except for one on 9-11. Um, survivors, yeah. however you want to say that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and these, these guys, and it's been 20 years. In fact, one of them, um, one of the guys we used to work with, two of them, actually two of them, their first day riding solo in New York City EMS was on 9-11. I cleared them on the 10th off, off orientation to ride. Fucking crazy. Yeah. And one of them calls to tell me up that he put his paperwork in because it's 20 years now he's retiring. I don't think yeah. I'll scratch and kiss my ass because that was just mean. But you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, you froze, yeah. So, yeah, you froze for a second, but you know, good. Yeah. The um you know, there's a lot of us that are still in the job. A lot of us are doing different things in EMS. Um we have to, man. It's not sustainable, man. You no. can't do that fucking grind. Take that even out of it. Yeah. Take that whole day out of it. The grind is just, you cannot do, it's not a sustainable grind, man. No. It's not. You always got to, and someone told me this when I started. They was like, all right, great, you're a medic. Now start working on your exit plan. That's it. You got to have an exit plan. Yeah. And shit. Yeah. I brought you into my exit plan, which is great. I fucking, oh, yeah, we have a great I, I exit plan. I think that's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it just, um, there, there's still a lot of us out there. A lot of us still doing it. Um, you know, and um, stuff we learned that day, we're trying to pass to the new guys. You know, this is all well and good that you got all these fancy equipment is battery powered everything yeah you know, what's going to happen when we don't have any power for three weeks like we have yeah, with well, yeah when the grid shuts down yeah what's going to happen what's your plan you know we had um and it's simple stuff but we work for we work for a place that actually will listen to what we tell them and listen to our opinion which is uh which is nice and it's yeah, very, well, very rare in our world that we have we have a place like that, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not unhappy for where we oh, are, no. but yeah, no. Um, no, the grass is always greener, but that means that more cows over there shitting. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Tony? Tony? Um, no, I was just listening. It was very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, it looked like you had something to say. I didn't mean to cut yeah. you guys off at all. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, I, I got a work message. I was just answering. Yeah. yeah so yeah, we went from working South Brooklyn, South Queens to having cows blocking our cars yeah. down here, <laughs> you know, working. I had a chicken with an attitude blocking my car, blocking the car a couple weeks ago. Getting stuck behind a combine. Yeah, totally 180 from where the fuck it came from. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't change it if I could, man. Nope. I wouldn't nope. change it if I could. No. I talk about Tony about that all the time. I'm like, unless something real tragic happened, man, I don't see me going back there as a permanent situation ever. No. No. And you know how bad I'm, how, not how bad, how I'm sort of succeeding a little bit of digging my heels in down here in that company. So yeah, I'm not fucking. I'm I'm done with that. Man. Done. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's a young guy's game. Yeah, especially now. Yeah, yeah. Fuck all that, man. Not interested. Yeah. I like sitting here in my house out in the country talking to Tony. Yep. <laughs> I've been trying to get Tony to move down here for like fucking three years now. Oh, dude, you have to. Uh, I would not be against it at all. You got to convince the other one. <laughs> Let me you tell you. Listen, this is what you got to do. Get her down here. That's what. That's how I did it. Yep. Yeah. I, I got it. I just like, hey, we're gonna go down there. My mom had some shit going on. I was like, let's just go. That come down with me. She came down and she was like, I, I'm in. Yeah. Yep. My uh, how old, how old's your little one, Tony? Uh, he turned one in July. So my little guy's nine. Okay. I live in an old-fashioned neighborhood. Kids call on each other. They ride um, their bikes in the street. They play football in the street. I love that. I miss that. You got a huge yard, 10, 12 kids over, the, over any, at any given time. Jesus. Yeah, that's and, awesome. And he lives, he lives 10 minutes from me, and he's in the fucking country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, to turn into my neighborhood, my development... They call it a development down here, not a neighborhood. You actually go through a horse farm. <laughs> you know, you go up to his house, you actually got to drive through the pastures. I mean, his backyard <laughs> is a is a fucking hay, hay field. Yeah, it's like, what is it? yeah, a thousand acres or so. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I, you can't even see to the other. You can't see to the other side of it. No. My uh, my dad's looking. He's been he's been down there. three times since uh the incident in uh may with my sister oh, okay and yes. he's he's really thinking about buying a place down there and um he uh so you you, you obviously my sister passed away um, oh, i'm sorry man. i'm sorry buddy one memorial day weekend and uh he uh you know he took it hard it's my sister he my mom and dad aren't together anymore but he had another kid with his girlfriend she was 23 and um <clears throat> she uh overdosed unfortunately she had a it was of course it was you know it was on memorial day weekend which is like our busiest weekend in the world and he just shut down and you know he took two months solid just off he just he didn't want to leave his couch and and then he finally started to kind of come around and um and now he's been traveling, not not like all over the place, but he's gone to like his um, 
girlfriend's brother lives in North Carolina, and he's like, come on down. You know, just come on down. Get away for the weekend. And he went for a weekend, and then he went for a little longer weekend, and now he's leaving October 16th, and he's Ooh. going for, like, almost two weeks. Good. To, to um, uh, some fucking place down there. Like, they say, like, if you want to clear your head and figure some shit out, that's where you go. Asheville. Is it the mountains or the uh, the mountains or the the ocean? Uh, I'd probably say more. I would think mountains, but it's probably fucking. Yeah, it's probably Asheville or something. Can we take a quick break? Yeah. Um. Yeah, he can edit this out. Yeah, give me two seconds. Go right ahead. I hear the dog scratching. A lot of, so I self-deployed. I couldn't get over. There was like literally every bridge I got to, you couldn't get over. So um, a lot of my friends that were there got fucked up. You know, so there's probably an amount of survivor's guilt that goes with that. But, you know, I'm a stubborn bastard. And, you know, I just sort of push everything deep down inside and just sit there. And, you know, fucking keeps me fucking going from day to day. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah it, so, am I lucky? Am I? Yeah, I don't know. And shit, but it is what it is. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here. Yep. So, oh, that's good. So am I. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, the name of that place, uh, Kitty Hawk. Oh, that's how. Yeah, that's the Out of Banks. That's okay. a good place to get your mind straight. That's where. That's where yeah. he's going yeah. in a couple. Weeks. We live about three and a half hours from there and about two and a half hours from the mountains. So where is that? Is that more ocean? Yeah, that's, that's right on the ocean. That's that on the is, ocean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he um, he said he's going there. He wants to... I don't, I don't know what the fuck's going I'll be honest with you. I don't know what the fuck's going through his mind lately. So uh, if this is what he needs to do, we'll go right ahead. We're almost dead center top of the state. Yeah. Okay. I'm literally an hour from the Virginia border. And oh, okay. Hour, and an hour from the south, from the North, from the South Carolina border. Yeah, I'm an hour from the Virginia border. No, an hour from the Virginia border, and almost an hour from Charlotte, and about an hour from the South Carolina border. Actually, 59 minutes to the exact okay. fucking number. Because <laughs> yep. I do it to go to that my <laughs> other then, part-time um, thing. Yeah. yeah. Two and a right. half hours. Two and a half hours to the mountains, and three hours to the beach. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I don't know why he's going to the beach. I mean, he's not a beach person. <clears throat> he always tells me, like, yeah, he's he, so he's, I don't know if he did it yet. He's planning a trip to Tennessee to go look at land out there, too. Um, like, he wants to buy, like, a place that he can go and just get away whenever the hell he wants. He just wants to put, like, a trailer on it, buy some acres, preferably something with a lake on it so he can go fishing and just relax. He prefers the mountainside of everything. Yeah. He's, like, he likes fishing and all that. And, uh, he wants like a place he can just be like, fuck it, I'm going away for five days and I'll see you guys when I see you. Or the winter time when it's not as bad, maybe go there for like a month or something. And uh, he was like, oh, I want someplace drivable. And I was like, you stay the fuck away from Tennessee. What's wrong with you, man? It's like a 16, 17 hour fucking drive for us. That was 12. 12 and a half. For you guys? Depending on where you are, it's 12 and a half. I'm three and a half, four hours. 
Yeah, see, that's fucking doable. Definitely, I'd be like, oh, I'll buy a fucking house in Tennessee. Fuck it. Um, he wants to. Uh, I'm like, you're never gonna want to make that fucking drive. You're never gonna go down there. I was like, Caroline is okay. Caroline is is definitely doable. Virginia, West Virginia, is definitely more doable than fucking Tennessee. I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? Let me tell you something though. Tennessee's a retirement state because they don't fucking tax you. Oh yeah. Well, don't get yeah. me wrong. I love and Tennessee. It is well, when you talk about Tennessee and your rights, you can walk around the street with a fucking bazooka. <laughs> and shit. Like, it is a constitutional state. Like yep. me, I every time I visit Tennessee, I've always had a fucking great time. I love Tennessee. It's like whether it's like relaxing somewhere or actually like partying it up, it's like got everything you fucking need. Like yeah. well, if you I want to get COVID, that's the place to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, John. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I, got a, I got a fucking douchebag at work that goes to Florida every like other month. Yeah, I find that. <laughs> yeah. oh. These are also people that don't even believe it exists. They're a bunch of fucking clowns. Let me tell you something. I'm just going to tell you. Now, I've said it before. I know and have treated more people than I could count on one hand that didn't believe it, thought it was bullshit or some sort of scam until they fucking got it. Yeah. And then they're like, listen, I thought this was bullshit. This ain't no shit. I'm like, here's, yeah, how do you feel now? Here's the other issue. He got it and nothing happened. Oh, that's fucked up. That's just a fucking triple threat. I, I swear to God, this happened December last year. My sister got it, the one who passed away, gave it to my dad who gave it to this kid I'm talking about and his fucking brother and his, and my dad's girlfriend, all of them got it. Not one of them got like sick. Oh, and, wow. and they were already, they were already like, yeah, it's not a big deal. It's, you know, this and that. Meanwhile, I'm over here with my infant child. Anytime somebody left that house, because they were just going to like different States and shit. They're just like, oh yeah, we're going to. It's cheap to go to Florida right now. I was like, yeah, because nobody's fucking going there because they're dying. I was like, you fucking retards. <laughs> so they're, you know, like they're like, oh, it's a fucking thirty dollar fucking round trip to Florida. I was like, yeah, and it comes, you come, it's like fucking going to Vegas and coming back with fucking HIV. You ain't fucking going away. <laughs> they, they were going to fucking Colorado. I mean, I literally, like every other week, someone was going somewhere, and I, I told my dad straight to fuck up. I said, you. Get your house in order, or you're not allowed to see your grandson. That's it. Simple as that. And he got all butthurt with me and all this and that. And the motherfucker ended up getting it. But but the problem was, none of them got anything severe. Meanwhile, at the time... Dude, they got it a long time ago. This shit is got, different. Yeah, so the new... They get it now, it's going to be much different. I um I said to him, I'm like, I'm like, I don't care how it affected you guys. I was like, I know like three people that are dead because of it. So I'm not taking any chances. And they're like, well, you know, it's my, I'm not going to let uh, uh, this virus run my life. I said, I'm not asking you to, but guess who doesn't have a choice in that? My son who can't speak. I sure as fucking letting you fucking ruin his life because you want to be a fucking asshole. My so, daughter, my middle kid, who's, she's 25, got it twice. She got the original strain. You were telling me that last time. And then she got the fucking D. Yeah. 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 I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? 
But you know, what can you say to a 25 year old except for you're as stupid as they fucking come? Yeah. And my my I'd say in my company, my dad's vaccinated, I'm vaccinated. And that's it. Wow. No one no one else is vaccinated. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, five people that refused to get it. Now, my, my my cousin told me actually today that he's definitely getting it. He's going to try to get it this week. He, he's, he's like, he's I, I finally made my decision after like, you know, and you know, half the problem is, like you said earlier, people are getting their fucking knowledge from Facebook. Yeah, the Facebook you know? educated. It's killing people. And he, you know, he was kind of, or TikTok. TikTok's a fucking big one now. I'm um, like, and me and Troy have talked about this. I got, yeah. I, I got these assholes at work that are like, oh, it's on TikTok, man. It's fucking, you know, uh, if they were going to kill a mass amount of people, uh, you assholes are just lining up to get slaughtered. And I'm like, you think they're going to fucking want you assholes around that didn't follow the, the orders that they asked? They're going to want well, the fucking guys who fucking the sheep that fucking <laughs> flocked and, and that's and, and that's my theory on this. If you want to go conspiracy theory, like they're trying to kill everyone, they're trying to this yeah. and sterilize you. No. How do you kill a bunch of fucking people? You put out something and you tell people, listen, you need to take this, right? All the fucking goddamn sheep, apparently like me, John, yourself, we fall in line, we take it. Those are the people that you want because they're working, they're producing, they're keeping the economy going, they're making the fucking 1% fucking standard and keeping their money going. You kill off the people that are rebels because those are the people that's going to fuck you up anyway. Yep. So you vac- you have give the medication to the people you want to stay, and you know there's a good portion that won't take it, and those are the people that are disposable to you because they don't contribute anyway. Yep, that's what now we they'll about last die, time. and now you have the population you want that keeps you fucking on top of your little gold mountain. If I was conspiracy theory, yeah. and I thought that way, that's how I would think about it. Yeah. There's no reason, there's no sense of killing off all the people that are producing and listening, because then you just have a bunch of dumb motherfuckers that don't listen. Yep, and that was my, that's been my argument. I'm like, you guys don't make any fucking sense with your theories about how Bill Gates is killing motherfuckers with mosquitoes and shit. I'm like, you're just needing to get the fuck off TikTok. <laughs> I'm like, it is out of control. Get the fuck what off you, TikTok. What do you think about that, John? What I just said. These people that are disregarding the experts are going to pay the price. Yep. In the last two weeks, no embellishment. A friend of ours lost her husband. They have four kids. A firefighter in a town very close to us passed away last week. Troy and I have mutual friends. Husband and wife died within the last month. Left three kids under the age of 12 as orphans. Oh my God. Where if they would have got, they would have got the vaccine, they would have had a fighting chance. Now, the other thing, what's going to kick the conspiracy theory up and around is when people start realizing this vaccine works and the people that are going to stand up against the politicians are going to be the people that are vaccinated. Because they're now going to have the power to say no. So, let me stop so, you there. Okay. Sorry. Only because 
I have to be devil's advocate. So North Carolina is a unique state. If I got this right, you do not have to be vaccinated for anything. It's one of the last vaccination-free states. And yes, so, with the caveat. What's the caveat? You can refuse your inoculations. You can refuse your childhood, everything. But that does not give you the right to go to school. Okay. The schools so, will turn around and say, that's fine. Absolutely. And I'm a big fan of that. You can choose your freedoms. You have to choose the consequences of that. Nothing is free. So there's two people. Sorry, go ahead, Tom. Because um, we were I talked about that last time, Troy. Um, uh, uh, because that's how it is here. Um, you know, if you're not vaccinated for um, Hep A or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, rubella. Um, it's a bunch of shit. All that shit. I mean, there's so yeah. many of them you know, through the years I remember getting as a kid. Um, Measles. There's a yeah, lot of them. If you don't get it, you can't fucking go to school that year. Like, that's just how it is. And if you don't, then you got to choose a private fucking whatever. You got to go somewhere else. That's, I mean, that's not fucking new. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, I, I don't understand. Like, I get the whole private business with all that stuff, but like, I, I understand where they're coming from, especially being like medical workers. You should just be able to walk into work that day and go, all right, these assholes are dying. They didn't get the shot. These assholes are hurting, but they're doing a lot better than these assholes. Maybe I should get my shot. You know what I mean? That's the way I look at it. All right. You so know? this is what I was getting at. I know two people personally. You do too. Yep. I'm going to leave them anonymous. Yeah. Um, they both had children. Children were fine. Children got inoculated. Or whatever it is, they got inoculated. And now they show borderline autistic things, you know, lack of speech, slow motor function slow development they say it's that you can't say it's not that so people put in that situation have all the fucking right to then question what they're putting into not only their own bodies but into their children's bodies absolutely and we all know the science behind it it doesn't matter any vaccine that you have in your arm tony I have probably over 63 of them because of the military. Mm -hmm. At one point, that vaccine has killed a certain number of people. Absolutely. Or done shit. So at the same breath that we talk about, people have to do this and they should do this and do that, so this is right. There is that number of people where it's not right for them. So them, for them to suffer for what they know is in the best interest of their family and their child, yeah, you know, this is me playing devil advocate. I agree with everything you said, and I agree with the other side too. So there has to be a fucking medium. Well, yeah. no, the thing is, when people like I have, a, I have a cousin who's very, he, he is truly autistic. The thing is, people will say it was from the vaccines, but the thing is, the development of where you would notice it would be at the same time as the vaccines were given. It's. Is there a correlation? Most likely. But should there be an exemption for somebody like that? Yes. Totally agree to it. 
but at what cost? You know, when we talk about, you know, George Bush said it the best. If Iran is building a bomb to use in my backyard, it is my business. You know, so I think I know where I got COVID from and Troy agrees, we agree where I got it from. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the most you know feasible reason why you got it. Yeah, you know, and then they put the mass vaccine into the schools here again and the COVID rate in this, this county has dropped by two thirds in a week. Wow. So we know how to handle this. Could there be protection given to some people with that? Yes, all the alternative work things we can give those people, absolutely. But these people have something that's based in science. It's based on something real. There should be something for them. But just because some little snowflake read something from some person that you know was a supermodel whose post used to hang on my room <laughs> that her kid got it from a vaccine, she can kiss my Irish ass. But you got somebody that's immune compromised, somebody like that. Yes, we do have a, they have a right to the pursuit of happiness, keeping their jobs and their civil rights. Let's, let's throw this out there. Dad. We have a certain number of supervisors and managers, right? And then a couple of us, put myself that falls in between. Yeah. So for the supervisors and managers, that don't make patient contact. Do you feel that there should be stipulations made where they don't really need, since no. they don't see patients? No. No. Um, and you've known this since day one. EMS, as far as I'm concerned, should have what's under called the, the 311 protocol. Every Marine is a rifleman. Correct. Every EMS provider should be able to do patient care. If you are temporary, temporarily unable to, absolutely, we cover you. If you can't, you need to find something else. So and it's, I, as much as I say I, that, I wouldn't, I can't wear a Scott pack anymore as a fireman. I am not an interior firefighter anymore. I lost half my chest to cancer. Right? I lost a, bit, a lot of my lung function to the radiation and stuff. That's a reality for me. You know? You see that alcoholic shit to your right? I'm sorry, just want to throw that out there. Well, we're all done. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, this is is actually unsweetened Kool-Aid. I I forgot to grab a glass. That's okay. (laughs) So before we get, I don't want to get deep in that hole. Are there, should there be something temporary until this pandemic clears? Absolutely. But right now, the way it is, if they can remote work, because I got news for you, I'm not really worried about catching it from a patient. I go near a patient, I am totally, I am totally boxed off. I wear a personalized hood. I don't touch anybody. But if I'm sitting in a desk next to somebody that can carry it, I got a problem with that. If they want to, they want if they want to do their own vaccination and they can work from home, and not endanger fellow members of service, I'm okay with that. So that should be an option. That should be an option. And we have worked with people. 
we work with people that could exploit that option. Yeah, but if they exploited it in the past, if they said, "Listen, I don't want to get the, I don't want to get, I don't want to get my tires drawn. I don't want boosters on my immunizations that were required to my OSHA. Correct. I don't want to get the flu vaccine. Correct. And they've said this for years. Correct. Absolutely. If they and turn that, around and now, that and that is the type of attitude I'm talking about, not yes. the other. If this is, if you've had this in the past and you've had objections in the past that are documented and you've had exemptions in the past, those exemptions should carry forward to this. But all of a sudden you don't like this one because some goddamn politician or some pastor got up and said they're trying to, you know, you know, put 5G into you with the shot. And all of a sudden you don't want it. If you're that stupid, you're too stupid to be doing this job. Well, if you're that stupid, you probably shouldn't be on the planet. That's why I'm going to throw that out there. I mean, but if you have, if you've been arguing this for years, that's what it should be based on. Well, I can tell you, the next couple of weeks will be very motherfucking interesting. Yeah. What I, I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means. You know how I feel about conspiracy theorists. But what you're going to see in this country in the next three weeks is a strike. Where you're going to have people, you're going to see people, truck drivers pulling over, not going into New York City, not going into San Francisco. You're going to see people saying, go fuck yourselves. You know, they told my brother. Why is that? They're going to tell these guys you can't deliver unless you're vaccinated. Well, fuck you, then you're not getting your shit. I'll take it someplace else. These people think they have power that they don't. You know, they're going to shut down Wall Street. Wall Street moved to Charlotte. Charlotte's the banking capital of the country right now. Yeah, but Charlotte is pretty much following the same lines of every other major city. Yeah, but they'll make exceptions. They're not going to stop somebody to close down. You know, they, you know, you don't want to go for dinner in New York City. You go to Nassau County. Correct. Yeah, go to Arthur Avenue. One side's Westchester. You can get the same Italian restaurant 50 feet away. You don't have to show your card. Just because, and again, the government has no right to tell you you can't do something. But on your, you have a responsibility not to do it if it's dangerous. You know, a government shouldn't tell me I should not be allowed into that restaurant. But on the yeah. same note, yeah, they I have no have say to go that. into that restaurant. You know, there is a responsibility that we have. But I got a problem. If somebody's going to, you know, if somebody's going to get something, get me sick because... They have, a, they have a political opinion. I got a problem with that. You're going to hurt a lot of people. You know, and these are people I care about. These are people I work with. I get it. I get it. 100%. So, with that being said, any final thoughts there, Mr. Fucking Ballhead F5 fucking tornado touching in your backyard, fucking up your goddamn swing set fucking Colosi? Um, I guess my uh, biggest thing, and I, I know you guys touched on a little, like, you know, um, medicines or stuff that, you know, people aren't talking, like the ivermectin and all that. Like, what, your, what's your take on it? Like, definitely, like, is that something people should look into? Like, I, I the, the research I've done on it is that it is like a... It's since like 2004, it's been being used on people at least at least that early. And it's been it's around been, for 40 years. Yeah, and like the like the guy's a fucking whoever invented it is like a Nobel Peace Prize fucking winner for it or some shit. 
So this is what I'm going to tell you. We can have a conversation about this. I'm not going to do it on the podcast for two reasons. Uh, I'm a big fan of JRE, and he just had a big podcast on this and all this other dumb shit that he did. And I can't have a conversation with you without possibly getting someone else indirectly in trouble. Okay. So we could talk about alternative treatments, career-wise and friendship-wise and loyalty-wise to certain people in my circle. It will not be done on this show. And, you know, I have zero lines and I'm completely 100% fucking transparent when it comes to this thing that we're doing here. I just have to do that out of respect for a couple of people because it wouldn't be hard to tie the fucking lines together. Okay. So I, I, I won't do. Me and Troy so, and I have the same thing, Anthony. Yeah. yeah see, Ask the doctor. My, Talk my, to the doctor. My, my whole thing is like when people like talk to me about stuff, I go, I said, look, man, I don't, I don't listen to media. I don't listen to this. I don't listen to that. My wife works at a hospital. My sister works at a hospital. I got Troy. I got multiple people. That's where I, I got, you know, when they were like this and that, I said, all right, I'll, I'll get, I believe you guys. This is what's going on. I, all right. I see it right firsthand. So that's where I make most of my decisions is from the people I trust telling me like you, you know, you, you know, Troy trusts you, obviously I mean, you tell me, Hey man, this is no fucking joke. You know, if you got to get the booster, get the booster. Like, I think my wife's getting the booster next week. But what I tell people is ask your damn doctor. Yeah, my doctor's right there. Like, yeah, this is no fucking joke. You ask your doctor. You don't ask the nurse. You ask, hey, doc, what do you think about this? That's the guy who's researching it. That's the guy who's the expert on it. He has the access to the research. I don't fucking Google shit. Anything I see on Facebook, I just keep walking by. I ask the people who are in in, in the thick of it, basically, you know? You guys are in the thick of it. My sister works in the emergency room. You know, bless you. Um, and, you know, that's where, you know, that's my biggest argument at work. It's like, well, you know what? I got so many people that I trust with my life telling me, get the fucking vaccine. So I'm not going to listen to some asshole online. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like, just, well, I tell people all the time, ask your doctor. Don't ask me. Man. Ask your doctor. And when I went and saw my doctor... So I'm not to cut you off. It's personal. To me, it's personal choice. So I'm not you. You know, you're not John. None of us are your significant other or my significant other. So I categorize everything. If there's something wrong with the vaccine, right? It's not something that I'm going to see or that John is going to see or his significant other, or my significant other, is going to see. Because we've already almost half our lives on this planet. Mm. And said, so, given the AIDS expectancy, whatever we get, we'll take with us. We're not pre-procreating anymore. Yeah. Whatever we have is going to die with us. You, my friend, are still at the age of procreation. Your wife is still at the age of procreation. Some of the people I work with, some of my friends are still at the age of where they're just starting or in the middle at the end of procreation. So this is my personal opinion. If we see something wrong with this, 
we're not going to see in me, you, or John. We're going to see in our kids and our kids' kids. For me, that's not a problem. I've had the military shoot. God knows what the fuck they shot in me. And it was many fucking, I think, in the 60s. You know, not in the 60s, the year. In the 60s, the number. (laughs) You know, so who knows what the fuck they gave me. I just take it as something that's going to add to my superpowers. (laughs) Fucking... Yeah. But for, for someone that's still having kids or going to have kids, then I would probably be a lot more cautious myself personally. Mm. Because it's going to be your kids or your grandkids that's going to show. Yeah. So it all be, to me, it comes down to personal choice and where you are in your life. Yeah. Makes sense. You agree or disagree with that, John? No, I do. I mean, years ago, Anthony, they... Um, they did a, they requested a whole bunch of first responders to get inoculated with the smallpox vaccine again. Hmm. And the plan was the 1% of the responders would inoculate the next level of responders to inoculate the whole country within 10 days. So one of the things they put on it was you had to be over 35 years old when this came out. I forget what year it was. So we go to the meeting, CDC in, in Bethesda, and uh, we're in DC, I think it was Bethesda. And the guy's like, do you have any questions? Mine was very simple. Why over the age of 35? He goes, do you want the answer I'm supposed to tell you? You want the truth? I said, I want the truth. He goes, if you're over the age of 35, you have the smallpox vaccine as a baby. And you didn't die from it. So we're assuming you wouldn't die this time from getting it. <laughs> that, that was his honest answer. Nobody took it. <laughs> but that was, that, was, that was the honest answer. I mean, but like I said, it's a personal choice. There's a lot of things that everybody has a different situation. Man. And if you've, if you've already protested against stuff like this in the past, you should get the respect of protesting at this time. Man. But if you all of a sudden you don't want this one, I'm sorry, you, that's a hill you're going to make. You got to stand on or your choice. Man. Listen. Whatever you do, you got to stand by it, right, wrong, and different. You got to own that shit. Because as you're getting as you're getting put into ICU, you can't get the vaccine. Yeah, it's a True. little late. So, final thoughts there, John. This was uh this was kind of cool. <laughs> this was this was definitely a lot of thought provoking stuff. Well, it's midweek, and I really want to get that thing that we got out. You know, the whole nine eleven thing. I like they got it earlier. You know, um, dude, I appreciate you, and I, yeah, I appreciate you think too. that you are one of my fucking closest friends, and all the time we had together. You know, so that yep. means a lot to me. Um, yeah, Tony, <laughs> it's very nice talking to you, man. I had a uh, wonderful time. Very informational for me too, as well. It's kind of cool. I remember where I was at nine eleven. I was in eighth grade. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> And I hope you were getting the finger. I hope you were getting the finger popped in the asshole by your gym teacher and your little fucking shorts while you were there. I remember I, they were trying to hide it from us all day. Remind me to tell you how I met the Troy. gym teacher or nine eleven. Nine eleven. Hey Anthony, remind me someday to tell you how I knew when I met Troy. Within a minute, we were going to be friends for life. <laughs> yeah, the I feel first like that's, I met him. What? That's he's going to get his podcast down his. He's gonna get his punk ass down here soon, so yeah, we gotta do that over suburban. 
Yeah, we, we're, we're talking about that. So yeah, cool. We'll see what happens with that. Come down to Atlanta, we'll America. Yeah, we'll definitely, <laughs> we'll definitely, yeah, Red Dawn, motherfucker, Wolverines. Uh, <laughs> 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 we'll, uh, we'll definitely do another one of these, but one, cool. you know, less serious and just, you know, but I really want to do that, man. And I appreciate you um, talking about <clears throat> that. Yeah, yeah. I, I really do. Oh, dude, yeah, any fucking awesome. time, man. That was, that yeah, was very, very time. interesting. Um, so, that will wrap up. What's that? Do I keep the beard or not? We'll talk about it in two seconds. Okay. <laughs> so, with that being said, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Generation Animal. I am Troy Mosby. And I... Tired. <laughs> I'm Tony Colosi. We thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Sorry it took us so long, but you know, between tornadoes and COVID, everybody's dying and shit. So we want to fucking make sure we're good. Um, check us out on Spotify, Google, uh, Apple, pretty much anywhere you can listen to a fucking cop podcast, but really just go on our Instagram because at least it's funny. And everybody likes it. So, yeah, and Tony's gonna get popping with more of those videos that he loves putting up there. I do. If I can get a fucking second in moment in time <laughs> for not That's fighting shit, insurance man. companies. <laughs> and we got more shit coming up for you. So, we look forward to you guys being here and fucking listening and having a good time. Feel free to leave fucking whatever the fuck you want to say, wrong, right, and different um, in the comments. And if you leave something fucked up, don't be upset if I tell you go fuck your mother. On a hot summer's night. <laughs> uh, that note, stay filthy, America. Oh, God. It's a man! Oh!